is made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. It is February 1st. Can you believe it? Uh, Got through January and... uh, we're glad you're with us. This is an hour to talk about uh, all the things going on. Well, some of the things. We can't talk about them all, but uh, good things going on here in North Texas in the Catholic world. Of course, it's uh, February, so we'll talk about the car raffle. Lots and lots and lots of information about that. We visited uh, five parishes uh, yesterday and the day before, and uh, we'll t- talk about the, the, those uh, parishes and how thankful we are, give you a little update on how the car raffle's going. And also, the second half of the hour, I've got two wonderful guests on, our dear friend, Father Tom Clority, who is pastor of Prince of Peace Parish in Plano, is going to be kicking off the Catholic Foundation uh, free webinar series tonight at 7 o'clock, and this is a, uh, it's going to be going over five, we, uh, well, tonight, and then Thursday, February 8th, and February 11th, so basically a couple of weeks of these different speakers each time. It's an hour long, and so he kicks it off tonight. His talk is called Pastoral Care of the Sick and Dying with Father Tom Cloherty of Prince of Peace Parish in Plano. So he's going to join us at 1230, and we'll talk about a preview of his talk tonight. We hope you'll sign up. You go to catholicfoundation.com and uh, sign up for his or the other presentations that will be coming up this month as well. And then, okay, so that's end of that's end of life, right? And by the way, Olivia Franklin here in studio with me. Hi, Olivia. Hi, Dave. And Cecil Anderson on the other side of the glass trying to stay away from us. Now, <laughs> I know. It's just the way the studio looks. If you ever had a tour here, they always put the, uh, I don't know, is that just because you guys are loud? or you? We really a, are loud and obnoxious crazy. over here. Yeah. <laughs> they have to put a whole wall between <laughs> Dave and I. <laughs> yeah, I know, just because it <clears throat> gets crazy in there in the control room. So it does. that's Cecil and... Uh, you know, if you want to call in during the show, maybe there's something going on, there's an event you want us to promote or whatever, you know, maybe, you know, just anything that's on your mind, this is kind of an open uh, conversation, especially during the first half, 877-757-9424. And then at 1245, uh, Maria Eichold Puccini, executive director of In My Shoes, is going to be on to talk about, and I would love to do this. I haven't signed up. I don't know if we're able to do it tonight. I have to check with uh, my wife, but they're having a trivia night fundraiser this Saturday from 7 to 9 o'clock, February 6th. It's all going to be virtual. Uh, it's a virtual program. You ever, you ever done one of these things? I've never done, but I keep hearing about it. I really want to, but I don't know. What is the... We have to ask her, what kind of trivia are we talking about? Because I feel like <laughs> I know some very random things, and I could be really good, or I could completely bomb. Yeah. Well, so or somewhere in between. So you're either going to so, do really great, or you're going to bomb. Yeah, I, I'm either going to know it or I'm not. So I guess it depends on, I guess, how you build your team, too. Okay. 
You know, you got to so, get the good variety of ages. Yeah. So if it was like, you know, when was the War of 1812? Would you know, uh, like, what year um, the War of 1812? I would pass it on to the next player. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I, I kind of like that. I'm not great at it. But I'm going to see. That'd be kind of fun. I think it I'd would. like to get my family involved in that. That'd so be great. Maria will join us at 1245. And uh, before that, we have a whole 30 minutes to talk about a whole bunch of things uh, surrounding not just the car raffle, but the parishes that we visited. Because most people... People, you know, we naturally, we have our parish. You go to the parish, you love it. Uh, you've got your pastor and you've got your friends, but you may not hear a lot about the goings-on at the other parishes. But one of the cool things that we get to do is we get to visit parishes, especially in January and February, and report back to you uh, our experiences. And so, uh, let me see. Uh, let's have I covered it all? And so, all right. So before that, though, Catholic Schools Week is this week. I don't mm-hmm. want to forget about that. I am the, uh, the product of Catholic school education, started at St. Patrick's in Dallas in fourth grade, and uh, graduated from St. Patrick's in 81, and then went on to Jesuit um, in uh, graduate 85, and then eventually UD, that's, uh, you know, for a master's degree. So I got a lot of Catholic education that's under my belt. Yeah, that that is. Education. Olivia, did you, did, yeah, you went to Christ I, the King, didn't you? I went to Christ the King from... Uh, third grade through seventh grade and then dad took us to ogden utah and i had not full-time catholic uh experience i started out in the public uh middle school but then ninth tenth and eleventh grades in utah and then back to ursuline for my senior year and you went to ursuline senior year i did yep yeah, so uh, yeah, okay. I graduated Jesuit and you graduated Ursuline. Interesting. Uh-huh. I don't know if I ever knew that. Uh, you probably had told me I sometimes things <laughs> slip out of my little porous well, brain. Well, you know but, when we uh, pay taxes over a number of years, uh, the brain atrophies in some areas. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cecil, not, not formal Catholic education, no, but homeschooled I, and I, not even Catholic homeschool, really, was it? So it's a funny thing. I was ho- homeschooled when I was, uh, after we became Catholic for two, about a year and a half, my junior and senior year. Um, but my mom always liked to say that she actually did, structured a lot of things based off of her Catholic education. And so she kind of was, mm-hmm, I feel yeah. like the Catholic education was influencing how she homeschooled us. So yeah, yeah I'd say sort of. I kind of qualify. <laughs> well, the Catholic Church started the modern day, basically, education system. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, um, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton founded mm. the first Catholic school, right? Mm-hmm. But didn't um, I'm well, thinking we have of, John Bosco? Yeah, of course, yeah. yes, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I think that it used to be just private tutors. It wasn't it the Catholic Church that first said, "Hey, why don't you put a group of ten or fifteen kids together and have one mm-hmm. teacher?" I think that was the Catholic Church, and so we have a very big contribution to education overall. So happy Catholic Schools Week! In fact, if you want to call in and you know brag about your school, uh, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I was at Sacred Heart in Munster. I ran into the principal there. And in fact, she's already emailed me and said, hey, let's let's do an interview about Sacred Heart uh, School in Munster. And I'm going to do it. And hopefully this week we'll, t- we'll have an interview with her. All right, so let's talk about last weekend's visits. And if, if you want to call in and brag about your Catholic school, there's a lot of them in the area. Uh, tell us what's good about it. Uh, you can uh, call us up, 877-757-9424, 877 9424 and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, so we went to a lot of parishes, five, last weekend. Um, car Ravel's really doing well. It's it ama- is. It's amazing. 
Weird. I didn't think it, would, <laughs> it is kind of weird. I didn't think it'd be this good. I know, I know. We've I been, think it's a thing that people are are very happy to have presented to them under the the current <laughs> situation. Yeah, well, yeah. What's the dynamic? Why people are just really? They don't tell you that, but but uh, they are. They're so friendly, and it's a it's an easy decision for them to make, and it's a fun. I think the Mercedes has somewhat to do with it. You know, people get excited about Mercedes. Certainly. But, yeah, um, I, I thought that being in <laughs> Munster, because Munster's very <laughs> German, and I even made, uh, in part of my announcement, I said, hey, we got a German car this year. And I, I mean, a lot of people bought tickets. I don't know if anybody uh, specifically said they were getting it because it was a German car in Munster, <laughs> but uh, hey, you know, use every every possible <laughs> angle you That's can. Right? Absolutely. And uh, so anyways, uh, Pilot Point, yeah. uh, you were out there Saturday evening. Yes, uh, that's way I was. up there by like Lake Ray Roberts, yes. uh, right? Okay, so how yes. was that? and Aubrey and all that. Well, uh, it was uh, a, um, an exercise in faith and trust because <laughs> as you know, the wind was blowing very <laughs> Very strong. It was, yeah. And uh, so, and I love making that trip up there because of its horse country. But not so much in the dust clouds. Um, it was a kind of an eerie situation. But, you know, I turned it over to the Lord because uh, I was uh, imagining the papers that we deal with and being outside. And I just said, well, Lord, this is yours anyway. And um, and so it was wonderful. It was just wonderful. Um I, uh, um, the people couldn't be more friendly. And as I say, you just get this sense this year that it's a really easy decision for people to make and they like it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's something yeah. we're presenting them that's really positive that you don't have to worry that your money's going somewhere you don't want it to yeah, go that you only right, find right. out about sometime later. So I, I just, nobody has said that, but I have asked and they've said, yeah, that would be, that would be part of it. So it, it just went extremely well. And, um, Father uh, John Martin's homily was excellent, and so that's always a real perk to hear um, what other parishioners are hearing from their shepherd. Um, and then, uh, you know, I just sat out there, and there was a lot going on there because they had those Bethlehem sellers there. Um, to <laughs> those Bethlehem sellers, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah they, mean, they do make the rounds. I mean, most they parishes do. they've been to, yeah. Yeah, and, and they say, you know, they're helping the, the people who can't get out of Bethlehem. I yeah. mean, I know that. I worked pilgrimage for nine years. But um, anyway, but you're kind of behind them, and you think, well, I wonder how this is going to go. But people came right over, and um, sales were were quite good and so that was wonderful yeah so that's awesome Uh, so St. Thomas Aquinas thank you Father John Martin I I got him confused because I was thinking of Father John Robert Uh, uh, is the one I was thinking of and he's at the cathedral uh huh and so uh, obviously whole different people and I have to uh, thank Joe Garrity because he he took an interest in helping smooth things out for me and then afterwards um uh, he helped me take some lovely uh, photographs because the inside of that uh, Dominican church are just be- it, it is beautiful. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so I have to thank him too. All right. So thanks so much. And then I'm going to skip ahead and talk about the parish <laughs> that, you know, I got to say, I mean, we, we, we appreciate some parishes can't compete with the St. Philip the Apostle because they're just so small, but 
Something's going on over there, St. Philip the Apostle <laughs> in Louisville, soon to be Flower Mound. And again, thank you uh, to Father Raymond McDaniel, the pastor over there. He's just uh, amazing. And Sarah Fritcher, who uh, has yes. been our contact, and she set it up for us. So thanks to her. But Cecil was there for four masses on <laughs> Sunday. And I didn't think you, well, it's not that you did it, but you, you must have done something because people were buying a lot of tickets. And, uh, but uh, boy, it was even better than last year. It it's just was. amazing generosity. It was. And, you know, I woke up Sunday morning and because, you know, St. Philip's does traditionally are so supportive, I was a little bit worried. I didn't know how it was going to go, given, you know, everything that's gone on in the last year. But um, so I just was like, Lord, I pray that we are successful. And again, like Olivia mentioned, the wind was not our friend. <laughs> we yeah. are in a little wind tunnel outside, and uh, there was a lot of pinning down things. Yeah, um, but yeah. my goodness, the doors open after mass, and people just <laughs> came up. It's like here they come. And another thing is that, of course, I had also gotten my. I just want to give a shout out because I think they're both listening. My sister um, and one of my best friends to come and uh, be at every single mass with me that I was yeah. helping with because St. Philip's of Kent. When that many people are coming towards you, you want to get them through the line decently yeah. fast, yeah. and so. So there's three of us, and I'm like, oh, I hope I didn't ask them to come help, and there's no one here. <laughs> uh, but no, we were very busy. It was incredible. I am so, so thankful. Thank you to everyone who, you know, stopped by. Um, we just had a great experience. Everyone was helping us, you know, set up our tables, helping us pin things down. Again, like I said, they were going everywhere. Father McDaniel started pulling things out of the Salvation Army bin. We had, like, <laughs> cans and things like that, trying to keep everything off. Just to give a, de- uh, you know, how windy it was, we had some... S- stones that were about the size of my hand on top of our stuff that blew off the table oh. <laughs> and you know stones are blowing off. I was yeah. like, this is this is not good but i'm just everyone was so patient um with the wind it was very cold some people were like i'm gonna go in my car and fill out my stubs and i'm gonna come back <laughs> yeah and yeah. so i'm like thank you so much for being willing to do this we had some people who bought large numbers and it was just it was beautiful yeah one guy brought four hundred dollars worth yes and, uh, oh we mentioned before olivia had a lady um at uh, st martin of tours wasn't right. it a thousand dollars worth of tickets Tickets. Mm-hmm. And so the generosity has just been amazing. And I had a man buy $500 worth of tickets oh, wow. for me. Oh, yeah. so. yeah. wow. So, yeah. And by the way, in just a moment, I'm going to give you all uh, listeners, not you two, uh, a chance uh, <laughs> to win a ticket. And I'll explain why when we talk a little bit more about Sacred Heart Munster. But again, uh, thank you to St. Philip the yes. Apostle. You... Uh, again, uh, our, and of course, we're not finished, but uh, most likely finish up as the most supportive parish, not only in North Texas, but in the entire Guadalupe Radio Network. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's nobody that really, uh, I mean, there are some parishes that I would, that I'd say are in the running. Yes, you know, um, absolutely. Uh, St. Francis Frisco, we typically, uh, and we'll be there in a couple of weeks. Uh, St. Joseph and Richardson, we're not going to this year, but they tend to. Uh, really do well. And, you know, I always say, you know, if you go to a parish and you sell five tickets, ten tickets, thanks be to God, you know, right. I mean, and mm-hmm. we're so grateful to every pastor who lets us in. And that's why we like to spend a little time talking about these parishes, uh, just so you can uh, know about them and the good stuff that that's happening there. Uh, so anyways, thanks. And also, I will say, you know, St. Philip's is building a new yes. church. And if you ever get over there, Cross Timbers and what's the it's, cross? Uh, it's Flower Mound Road and Cross Timbers, or yeah. 3040 and 1171, because Texas can't have one name for a street. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, we're by Founders of Flower Mound. It's going to be a beautiful parish. Like, they just started doing the brickwork. Yeah. So it's really coming together. It, it's worth a trip over there just to, I mean, once it gets completely built, uh, it's, it's going to be good. Have the, do they have a... 
like an estimated date of when they're going to start worshiping in there? I don't know or? if we have an official date. I know that we have a giant map on in the narthex wall that has the um, how many steps are closer are we? And I think we only have four steps. Now, of course, they're big steps, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard things like late spring, early summer. Um, or summer. I'm definitely by the end of You're this year. You're talking about next year? No. Oh, this year? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Because, wow. wow. The brick, okay. it's, it's a building. There's okay. a building there. It's They're working hard at it. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but ten, I... I don't want it to get a call from Father Matana saying that's not the right answer <laughs> at all. So, um, but I'm pretty sure by end of this year, we okay. will have some form of, we'll be able to have some Mass. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, amazing. So uh, go by and check it out. Uh, Flower Mound Road in Cross Timbers over there in Flower Mound. Uh, I don't have a lot to say because I um, was not there myself and none of us were, but St. Joseph Parish in Arlington, uh, Father Dan Kelly, the, the pastor, um, thanks to him and to Rebecca and also Bill Jackson, who's a uh, parishioner there. He actually uh, helped me set it up. He went out there. He worked all the masses and um, actually bought some tickets himself. So, Bill, thank you. And also, Rob, uh, our wonderful uh, volunteer, was out there as well. All right, Sacred Heart Munster. Beautiful, beautiful city. Very Germanic. You know, it's just uh, it's a it's a one of a kind city. And, you know, you go out there and you see these, these Horses, families, cattle. like the, you see the Walterscheids <laughs> and the Flushies yeah. and the Hesses, and there's these certain families that are very prominent out there, and uh-huh. they've got the one Catholic church, and uh, I think life kind of circles around the church. And I'll tell you one thing that was really interesting about Sacred Heart Munster, uh, and I asked Father uh, Joe about this, is that it, they, they, they broadcast the Mass outside the church. And oh, I and I was fantastic. like, is this just like a raid? He did say that was a COVID thing because uh-huh. back when the, the, the you know everything was kind of closed up, people uh-huh. were coming and parking in the parking lot. They could hear the mass, uh-huh. but it was so neat because for the early mass, I didn't participate in the mass. I was in my car, but uh-huh. I was listening to the mass. I mean, it was just so it was so neat. Imagine if if all the churches did that. That would be wonderful. Yeah, and I have such a a place in my heart for Munster because my friend Cindy Bardish Hess, <laughs> she's uh, we were. Friends at Christ the King, and then um, her family moved up there, yeah. and uh, so she's related. And and Beth Bardish, isn't she the principal? Uh, no, 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 it's somebody else. Oh, um, okay. But, uh, I can I can get her name, but no, oh. she she may be involved in the school, but okay. the, the the principal is a lady by the name of. Um, talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, for well, Beth <laughs> is a sister-in-law, and she was involved uh, in the school, but I might have her title wrong. Yeah, okay, I can't uh, seem to find that. But anyway, so okay. you know, Nisa Legal, Nisa Legal. Oh, okay, is the uh, the principal over okay. there. Uh, all right, so uh, I know, and so one guy came up, and you know, people do this, and he he handed me um uh, forty dollars, uh-huh. and I said, well. Did you want a ticket? And he said, no, 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 just just keep it. And I said, well, can I give away a ticket? Well, you know, buy, buy a ticket with your money and then give it away. And he said, yeah, sure, do with it, whatever you want. Uh-huh. So in his honor, and I'm going to open up the phone lines right now, uh, I want, uh, if you have ever volunteered in any capacity, and if your name cannot be Olivia or Sissel, okay, <laughs> uh, and you've ever volunteered Sad. for a share thon or a uh, summer speaker series event or, uh, you know, parish speaker, whatever. PSA? Uh, ca- PSAs, yeah, voice PSAs. Uh, call us up, and I want to give you a ticket, okay, to thank you. Now, I'm not, and it's paid for by this gentleman at Sacred Heart, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. If you have ever volunteered in any capacity, 
with this station. I want to give you a raffle ticket. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, I like that. I, I volunteered for the GRN, yep. and I won a Mercedes. Well, okay. and there might be a great story associated with that. So, Dave, for people that are uh, – they've missed the parish talks that – uh, the parishes we visited – or we're not going to their parish for a yeah. reason, what should they do to get their tickets? Uh, they can contact us directly. In fact, you can just email me directly if you want tickets. Uh, you can go to the website, okay, grnonline.com forward slash raffle. Uh, but, you know, there's like this fun little competition among all the, <laughs> the, the markets. Uh, it's not intense at all. I mean, come on, don't, be, don't, don't kid yourself. Uh, but, uh, you know, so we like to sell tickets to you. But if, if you just want to go to the website, that's, that's perfectly fine. Or you can email me, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. All right, nobody's claimed these tickets yet. So if you've ever volunteered, I'm going to have to open it up to just anybody here in a moment if no, no volunteers are listening. Uh, 877-757-9424 for a raffle ticket to win a Mercedes. And anyway, so thanks to Father Joe Keating and all the folks out there at Sacred Heart. It was a great uh, time out there this weekend. And then St. Catherine of Siena Carrollton. You, you visited that parish to what, two parishes, two masses yesterday morning, right? Yes, I did the 9 and the 11, and Father Tudu was just lovely. Couldn't be more welcoming, friendly, and the people were eager to support Catholic Radio and or eager to have a chance to have a Mercedes. So, mm-hmm. uh, and the wind was a factor there also. In fact, I was driving away and realized that my great sign was still in the uh, narthex because I'd had it put in there because I didn't want to have to chase it through the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a wonderful sign. It's a, such a great visual um, for our little presentation. Mm-hmm. But anyway, my guardian angel reminded me and I went right back and, and got my sign. But, All right. Uh, yes. But right, I had a lovely good. time and was dressed for the chill. <laughs> <laughs> and and just you know, you just meet so people and you get in these conversations and there's so much more to it than the selling of the tickets or uh what you think you're going there for. And that's yeah. what I love about it. You just don't know what the Lord's gonna bring to you at these different yeah, mm, absolutely. Yeah, I said last yeah. week about the guy I met at St. Michael's. I ended up doing the interview with him. What yeah. a what a, an amazing story of this yeah. this guy um, came came across uh, mother and we played last uh, Saturday was sitting up one o'clock one o'clock in the morning drunk and oh, flipping through the channels. Wow. I mean, just in a horrible time of his life. And who comes on the TV? Mother Angelica uh-huh. and uh, changed his life. And uh, yeah, but anyways, you can hear that story. It's it's fascinating. She's done that to a number of people. And then I wanted to say, Deacon gave all the it gave the homily at, at both masses. It was a fantastic homily. Mm-hmm. I like homilies that combine um, saints, sacraments, and sanctity. <laughs> mm, yeah. And and it was it, very, very good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I was going to mention, I forgot, the deacons were doing uh, homilies at uh, St. Philip's as well. And our newest deacon, Deacon Pat Quinn, he just... Um, he just when did he come just a few months ago i think he's yeah. only a few months been a deacon i uh, also gave a really good homily yeah, yeah and uh sacred heart uh deacon endress uh it just became a deacon last year and he went on the danube riverboat cruise oh, uh, with us Wonderful. and so he was at all the masses and so uh congratulations to him as well all right so that's where we were this past weekend this coming weekend we are going to be at five parishes, uh, St. Anthony Wiley, Chapel of the Incarnation at UD, which isn't officially a parish, but it's a, it's a chapel. And, uh, uh, thank you for the, the being, uh, for that. We're, we're grateful that we can go out there. St. Cecilia Parish in Dallas. St. Peter the Pol- Apostle. St. Peter the Apostle Polish Parish. It, well, it's <laughs> Polish. Like, it's a piece of parish actually, in it's, it's Polish. 
uh, and and black. I mean, that's uh, that's its history. Now, when you say black, what you mean? I mean, Af- African-American. Okay. okay. Um, because it was the freedmen who were at that parish hmm. first and foremost. So it has a fascinating history. But it is um, spiritually managed, I would say, by the Society of Christ priests from Poland. Okay. So they always have a Polish priest. And our friend Mary Jane is going to be uh, selling tickets. Yes. And uh, so we'll be out there this weekend at... Polish masses and because uh, they do have some masses in in the Polish language, right? That's right, and English as well, and also Immaculate Conception uh, Parish in Grand Prairie will be there this weekend as well. All right, we also have some live remote broadcasts uh, coming up, and I don't know how this worked out, but uh, three <laughs> days this week, and they're all during the ten o'clock hour. So Jeanette Benkovic is not going to be happy with us, uh, but we are going to have to preempt her program three times this week, beginning tomorrow at ten. JJ's Cafe in Dallas. Uh, tell us about this place. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know anything about it either. It's all going to be new to me. But uh, through a friend, I met one of our uh, guests, uh, Israel Varela. And um, I was just telling him what I do for the station and how we'd been doing the restaurant live remotes. And he said, well, could we do a live remote at my friend Jose Ramirez restaurant, JJ's Cafe? I said, I bet we can. I'll talk to Dave. And that's how we developed it. And then Israel uh, has come up with our little roster of guests. So it will be uh, Israel and Jose and Father Ignacio Olvera mm-hmm, and Mike yeah. Hill. I, yeah, in fact, Father Ignacio, I think, is going to be on for the whole second half of the broadcast. Oh, wonderful. How fun. He does a lot of work with youth, yeah. and that's going to be a lot of fun to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked me to speak at one of his uh, faith and fitness events. He combines you know, kind of physical fitness and um, and, and faith as well. So that'll be tomorrow at, during the 10 o'clock hour. And then. Let me just add. So if you want to go for a good breakfast, this is where the, uh, a lot of the St. Pat's people go for breakfast and Bible study. And so just come by our live remote. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Tell your friends. Um, it's over there at Northwest Highway in Ferndale. All right. Uh, is this a call for the ticket? Yes, it is. Can I introduce it, Dave? Uh, of course. You know how before the show we were joking about who might possibly win this ticket? <laughs> Uh, did I nail it? Or you what? did nail it, and we. I would like to welcome to the program uh, Miss Susan Platt. Uh, <laughs> How are you doing, Susan? I, I, I predicted that you would be the winner. Congratulations! Uh, good I, to hear from I, you. <laughs> good to hear from you. Hey, Susan. I'm a faithful listener. Hi, Olivia. <laughs> so, yeah, I just I thought, well, you know, I'll, somebody else will call in, surely. <laughs> and and nobody calls, and I thought they're going to think that I'm not listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to have to call and really chastise you for not listening because you have to listen all the time, Susan. No, I, I there was one other person that I threw out there. I said it's either going to be Susan or it might be, and I don't want to shame this guy because he's probably. <laughs> not listening. Yeah. Well, you know what? He always gets on me. Uh, Scott Rogie, well, my, dad, my dear Diane friend. Well, Redmond, so, too. Yes. Yeah, Diane, I mean, I can't yeah. believe they're not listening Scott, if you're all listening, the time. Us. I mean, this is just uh, <laughs> uh, inexcusable. Yep. No, Scott's always giving me a hard time, so he, he deserves it. Dereliction of uh, duty. Yeah. I know. That's crazy. Um, uh, but that, uh, but um, Anyway, Susan, congratulations. Thanks for all you do. You've done voice work for us. What else have you done as a volunteer? You, you've done, uh, I know, well, what else? Uh, I'm trying to think. And if it's only voice uh, work, that's enough because you volunteer, you and your <laughs> wonderful husband, Reg. I think it's mostly voice, voice yeah. work is what we've uh, 
been able to do, and, yeah. and we love it. It's so much fun. Yeah. And, of course, you know, we, we support the live remotes. We listen to those, too. Yeah. Yeah, you sure do. You sure do. And, uh, all right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mail you this ticket, and we'll make sure um, it gets into the hopper for March 5th, okay? Okay. That sounds great. Okay. Thank you, Dave. All right. Thanks, Susan. Good to, good, to, good to hear from you. <laughs> Bye. Wow. That was uh, interesting. So, um <laughs> All right, so, okay, so JJ's Cafe in Dallas is tomorrow, Wednesday, Epiphany Counseling in Dallas. Our, our sponsor, Todd Sluter, and, and I don't know if you know this, he has another counselor that works in his office, and we are going to be talking for an hour about the counseling um, and psychology of COVID and how that oh, has impacted people, boy, what he's hearing from his clients. Is that David Mora? Uh, the what, the other counselor? Yeah, uh, maybe I'm not sure. I think that's who I've met there. Yeah, probably. I, that oh, sounds familiar. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, and so uh, we've got three different you know topics. We're talking about young people, the impact of COVID, and you know social distancing and lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. So that'll be that'll be Wednesday at ten, mm-hmm. and then Friday, my other one. Alejandra's <laughs> gift shopping. I'm excited. Tell us. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm very excited for this one too. Uh, Irene Sierra, I met her as a vendor at the Christchild Luncheon, and I loved what she was. I think they were giving this away. It was maybe a drawing or something. I can't remember, but she just has fabulous clothing from Mexico, and so I have a wardrobe now of Our Lady of Guadalupe um wool ponchos that I wear um, as my uniform to go out to the parish talks. Mm. And I'm always collecting more. But she has beautiful clothing. She has the blouses and skirts and shoes and bags and hats and jewelry. And um, she's just a, a lovely, lovely Catholic woman. And uh, Alejandra's gift shop is right there uh, at... Uh, 20 and 741. So when I was going out to uh, St. Martin of Tours for my very first weekend out for you, I spent hours with her. So you go up there and you can get fresh produce. You can get fresh honey. You can get other kinds of foods you can take away. She has a trailer where you can get hot foods like the elotes and the tacos and the soft drinks and you can sit outside and enjoy those. Then you can go inside and have the, the shopping spree. It's beautiful. Uh, she has t-shirts with really great graphics on them she has a pair of peacocks and she has sheep so it's just this whole experience to go to to irene's little uh place all right and we'll be there friday at 10 o'clock and so looking forward to it i'm gonna buy something I dare you not to. I think it's going to be very dangerous. We're going to leave very very heavy. uh, All right, sister, we got 45 seconds. Uh, Wrangler update. Uh, What's our Wrangler update? I might need to talk like a Texan to do that in that much time. (laughs) Come on, partners. We can do this, (laughs) right? Yes. So we're about halfway through car raffle season at this point, basically. So Uh um, all my Wranglers who have, some of them have already sent in their stuff. Um, I will be sending out an email just reminding you all. But if you want to sell tickets for us, um, you can contact contact me or Dave you can the easiest thing to do is to write kath at grnonline.com and we will give you the tickets and give you all the selling information and then you just have to give us back our stubs by March 1st um, and you can be kind of like our 
door to door salesman. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you do a little bit of the the, the country, the cowgirl accent. How's right, it go? I'll do, a, I'll do a little bit of the cowgirl accent. I do it so badly, and you I'm so sorry. You couldn't even keep it up for thirty seconds in that spot. <laughs> you had to. You're going southern now. I'm Cicel. going real southern. You, you gotta yeah. say get her done. Get her done. Yeah. Come on. We what did yeah. you say? We can do this, partners. We can do this, yeah. partners. I also yeah. seen that one time in the car. And I was laughing out loud. I, so, so funny. I like the uh, bullwhip sound. Yeah. That's really effective. Yeah. I just spent a lot of time on YouTube looking for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so thanks to everybody who bought tickets. If you want them, uh, email us. If you want to be a Wrangler, then uh, email kth at grnonline.com. If you want to buy tickets, you can email that that the same uh, email address, uh, and we'll, we'll call you back and get your tickets uh, all settled, okay? All right, coming up, uh, one-minute break, and then Father Tom Clority, the pastor of Prince of Peace Parish in Plano, is going to be joining us. Uh, the Conversation, a Catholic perspective on end-of-life issues uh, sponsored by the Catholic Foundation, begins tonight at 7 o'clock. It is a free seminar. There's going to be several of them over the next uh, 10 days, and it kicks off this evening with uh, Father Tom's presentation, which is called Pastoral Care of the Sick and Dying with Father Tom Clardy. So one minute break, and we'll have him on with us right after this. Do you feel shame, despair, or anger due to an experience with sexual assault or abuse? Are you experiencing anxiety, depression, or isolation? Don't suffer in silence. There is help available. Dawn of Mercy is offering a 10-week healing program in English and Spanish for anyone harmed by a sexual assault. The first healing group starts February 10th. Whether your assault was recent or years ago, call now, 469-613-3296, or email healing at dawnofmercy.org. Immediate assistance is available. Your Odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in their pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. All right, we're back. This is the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. And as the name implies, we like to talk about good things that are happening in North Texas. And uh, Father Tom Clorty is uh, one of the, not a good thing, a good person that uh, has blessed uh, the Dallas Diocese many years. And he joins us because... He is going to be kicking off the first presentation of the Catholic Foundation's Conversation, a Catholic Perspective on End-of-Life Issues. It's going on over the next uh, 10 days or so. In fact, uh, tonight it's Father Tom, and then uh, this Thursday it's Ellen Eisenlord Dorn, uh, with legal considerations, ensuring your wishes are followed. And then February 8th, Principles of Catholic Bioethics with Father Peter Fonseca uh, from the Archdiocese of St. Louis. February 11th, there's going to be two of them, Funeral Service and Cemetery Planning with Chris Taylor, and then Charitable Legacy Planning with Cheryl Mansour, who we spoke to last week. So, Father Tom, uh, good afternoon. Thanks for being on the program with us today. Well, Dave, good afternoon to you, and thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. Appreciate it very much. Father, I remember your long tenure at uh, All Saints, and I'm sure there were parishes even before then. I'm just curious, how long have you been a, a, a priest? Uh, it's You've been a priest for a long time in the Dallas Diocese, haven't I'll you? I'll be 47 years, May 4th. Wow. Wow. Boy, you should. Uh, you could probably write a book and all the, the, the great uh, <laughs> experiences you've had. But that'll have to be another interview sometime. But let me ask you about uh, the conversation, a Catholic perspective on end-of-life issues. And again, 
again, I want to thank our friend Bill Kula, Director of Marketing and Communications, for helping me prepare for uh, this interview. And Father, as a priest, I know you have said probably countless uh, funeral masses and um, counseled and consoled bereaving people. And so you would be a perfect person to ask this. And the importance of having this conversation as difficult and awkward as it may be about end of life. Why is this important? Well, I think one of the reasons it's important is death comes for us all. One of my favorite saints is Thomas More, and he, in one of his writings, said, you know, death comes for us all. It comes for uh, for pope and for prince, for king and commoner. It comes for us all. And then secondly, and just uh, the sense that we can be well prepared. I had, a num- as you mentioned, uh, quite a number of experiences with the, uh, the d- those who are dying and, of course, the funeral experiences. And Some of the ones that pain me the most is when people didn't have a conversation. Uh, I can remember a number of instances where they were daily mass attenders, very devout Catholics, but when they died, nothing had been said to their family, so the family had no religious services whatsoever Mm. uh, because they had, you know, weren't practicing any faith expression. And so, you know, we'd we'd offer a mass for them here, but uh, you know, there was nothing to carry out. What I but I know would have wanted have been their wishes of a full Catholic funeral with all the, you know, all that attends to that. Yes, uh, planning uh, so important. And so tonight you kick off this uh, this series, and your talk and presentation, as I mentioned, pastoral care of the second dying. And uh, by the way, uh, if anybody wants to register, it's free. Just go to catholicfoundation.com and look for the information about the End of Life Seminar page, and you can uh, sign up for this and the others that I mentioned as well. Can you provide us a little sneak preview, uh, cliff note version of what you'll be speaking about tonight, Father? Yes, it's kind of the—I'm just going to be covering the basics in that regard, like uh, when the sacrament, uh, what it's about, uh, you know, uh, from a kind of theological, spiritual point of view, uh, who are the people who can receive it, and at what point can it be received, and what are some of its effects uh, once it's bestowed on a person? Uh, so, trying to give some of the essentials of what it's about in that uh, hour. Well, or it'll probably be like a maybe a thirty or forty minute presentation, and then time for about twenty minutes of questions and answers as well, too. So people have that opportunity as well. Yeah, you know, death is always uh, in the back of everybody's mind, or at least it should be, but in the last year, perhaps even more so with the COVID-19 pandemic, and I'm just wondering from a a pastor's point of view, how has that changed the conversation, or what what impact has that had on this particular part of your ministry? Well, I think COVID, for all of its negative effects, uh, has certainly, in a positive way, so to speak, opened up more people to uh, the aspects of death and dying. Uh, when you hear just the sheer volumes, and it's a rarity in my conversations with people to talk to them that somebody hasn't had somebody come down with COVID and then the threat of what that could have been. It pleased God and thanks be to God in most instances people were had mild reactions, but quite a number and more and more families are experiencing a death of somebody they know very close uh, or of their own family members. Uh, so that conversation and the thought about death is much more out there for people, I think, and giving them a little bit more freedom to talk about it all. Yeah, and you mentioned about the the folks like the even the daily mass attendees who are not properly prepared for this, 
Do you find that uh, this is an awkward thing to talk about? Do you find that people just kind of close up when this kind of topic? I, I find it, you know, I'd much rather talk about, you know, something else or, hey, that Super Bowl this weekend or, you know, what kind of car do you drive or, you know, something more, you know, just sure. kind of light. But uh, what do you find, generally speaking, do people, are they open to have these kind of conversations? It's becoming more and more so, but, you know, I think we still deal with, some of those that almost have that superstition about if you don't talk about death, it's not going to happen, <laughs> you know, which is ridiculous to think about. Or the others that I think, you know, so many people think, well, we live so much longer so I can put off that conversation. Well, you know, as all of us are well aware, death is no respecter of age from the first moment a breath is taken to the last moment that it's drawn. And anything in between can be moments of death for all of us. And I've seen that in my ministry you know, from just newborn infants to I think the oldest I've ever dealt with was like 105 or six, something like that. You know, but how many of us are fall in that average range of, I think the latest stats I saw, women live to about 78 as an average, men to about 73, but no one of us is average in that sense. So we could fall anywhere below or above those stats. And we just need to be prepared to have that conversation as soon as possible so that uh, one, we can be well prepared for it as well as our family and our friends that uh, they can know our thoughts about what our wishes are for, you know, when death occurs. Yeah. Talk about the sensitivity because, you know, you said you've been uh, a priest for, I think you said, 48 years now, and uh, so many families that you've spoken uh, to or about, uh, you know, I'm sure there have been car accidents, things that have happened suddenly, there have been people who have been dying for years, and uh, you don't want to sound trite or like you're saying the same thing to everybody, you know, I'm sure they're in a better place. And so how how, how do you uh, yeah. express the love and mercy of God? Because I've always, you know, that, you know, you don't want to be so optimistic that they don't pray for the soul of the dead, because, you know, we, we know as Catholics that we need to pray for those who have died. So what is your approach in expressing that love and mercy of God without perhaps being overly uh, optimistic that somebody's just automatically, you know, zipped into heaven? Well, I think trying to be realistic and one showing them, first of all, a God who is gracious enough to share that life with us, regardless of what the amount of years or time has been, you know, but is that same God then, you know, that we pray will, you know, uh, when that moment comes that will receive us back into his kingdom. And, you know, to recognize the fact that, you know, as Christians, none of us are guaranteed any amount of years on this life, but our ultimate goal and aim is entry into the kingdom of God. So in the midst of even our sadness and sorrow and a physical absence of that person, then to make sure that even, you know, while they're much less as they have been alive, but even once they die, that we continue that thoughtfulness for them, that they will come to know that place in the kingdom of the Lord as, as a reward for a life well-lived and well-loved. Yes, Father Tom Clardy is uh, my guest, and uh, just have a few more minutes remaining uh, with Father Tom. His presentation this evening at 7 o'clock is called Pastoral Care of the Sick and Dying, and he is pastor of Prince of Peace Parish Community in Plano, and uh, this is all part of the End of Life Seminar series called The Conversation, a Catholic Perspective on End of Life Issues with the Catholic Foundation. You can go to catholicfoundation.com to register to this for this talk. Also, this Thursday, Ellen Eisenlord-Dorn uh, with the Law Office of Ellen Eisenlord-Dorn is going to be speaking about legal considerations, ensuring your wishes are followed, 
And then next Monday, Principles of Catholic Bioethics with Father Peter Fonseca. And then uh, next Thursday, uh, two presentations, Funeral Service and Cemetery Planning with Chris Taylor at Dignity Memorial and Charitable Legacy Planning with Shiro Yunus Mansour uh, with the Catholic Foundation. And Father, I'm, I'm thinking that you know, any priest would have a lot of expertise in this topic that you're going to be talking about. Uh, how, how did you get chosen, or, or why did you think the Catholic Foundation thought that you would be great to kick this series off? I suppose you live long enough, they'll think about you more <laughs> often. Uh, I'm really, I never even asked them, but I think a lot of it, just knowing that with 47, 48 years of experience, that uh, hopefully that I would have a lot to share, and hopefully it'll, you know, get people talking about and thinking about and acting on the need for these conversations, not only mine, but the others that follow, the other four that follow mine as well in this series, because uh, all of those entities need to be addressed, as, as I'll certainly be talking about the spiritual and theological aspects of it. You know, there are others, like you were hearing there, the bioethical and medical questions that need to arise, the questions about what's a funeral like, uh, and then, of course, the, uh, you know, the legal aspects as well as opportunities of charitable donations and will giving and all like that. So those are things that, you know, hopefully the listeners, uh, it plants a seed in their minds and their hearts to begin that conversation with the ones they love, regardless of what age those those listeners are. Mm -hmm. Who do you have in mind? Obviously, everybody can tune in if you're a teenager or if, you know, you're what, obviously, but who, who do you pr primarily think this talk is geared toward? Or who do you kind of have in mind as you speak that you're speaking to? Well, I would think those who are, you know, up in years would probably, you know, in general sense of understanding, be ones that would really be, you know, beneficiaries of these thought processes, you know, not that, uh, like we said, death can't come even before, you know, advanced years, but those especially. But I would say, too, you know, as so many parents uh, work out something in regards to their wills, and let's say something happens to us, who, are, who will take care of the kids? Well, we need to be thinking about also the, the faith and spiritual aspects of those accommodations as well. So hopefully, I suspect more, you know, those up in years will be the main recipients uh, or listeners, but uh, there again, this affects every age, uh, you know, basically so. Yes. Uh, Father Tom, thanks for being on with us. I'd like to ask you if you could close out this uh, segment of our program with a blessing for our listeners, perhaps maybe especially those who are, are dealing with uh, the, maybe their own impending uh, death coming up or uh, or the death of a loved one that's imminent. Uh, could you, could you uh, provide us with that blessing, Father? I'd be happy to do such. Let's just uh, bow our heads in prayer. Lord our God, as we pause in this midday hour, it is to give you thanks and, and glory and honor and praise for all that has been and for all that shall be. We place under your loving mantle of your gentle care all those who are dealing with issues of health that might imperil their lives. In this year of St. Joseph, we turn to him as the patron of the dying that he will be able to journey with those who are in that immediacy of moments of death, that they will know that peace that can come from you alone as you invite them back into the kingdom of your, of your graciousness and your life and your love eternal. Be with us, be with the hands of all who minister to those who are sick or suffering and dying. Uh, so many of our doctors and nurses, uh, the hospice caretakers, uh, all those that uh, touch and grace their lives as well. 
May we together be seen as your sons and daughters, and may we always turn to you as a loving God and Father. And now may your blessing come upon us. We pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, always great to talk to you. Thank you so much. And just a last reminder, go to... Uh, if you're listening and you're interested in Father Tom Clardy's uh, presentation this evening, Pastoral Care of the Sick and Dying with Father Tom Clardy, CatholicFoundation.com. Look for the End of Life Seminar page and register. It's free, and uh, we hope many of you will take advantage of that this evening. Uh, Father, thank you. Nice speaking with you. Dave, thank you so very much, and blessings on you and your ministry. Uh, that's a vital one and a gracious one that uh, is offered uh, through Guadalupe Network and all. Thank you very much, Father. Nice speaking with you. God bless. Bye. Thank you. All right. Uh, so please go to that website. Uh, great uh, series, and those will be going on for the next couple of weeks. And we're going to take a quick break now. Uh, Maria Eichold Pacini is going to be joining us for the remainder of the program, Executive Director of In My Shoes, and they have a annual Trivia Night fundraiser coming up this Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. It's all for a great cause, and so maybe you may want to Test your trivia knowledge and maybe win some. Maybe there's some prizes as well. But uh, we'll talk to her right after this quick break. St. Joseph Catholic Church in Richardson's Faith Formation Department presents a 10-week series on the Fathers of the Church and Early Church History. The course is presented by Jim McGill, University of Dallas Newhoff School of Ministry professor. The course will take place online beginning February 21st and on Sundays from 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m., the cost is $35. To register and for more information, visit josephcatholic.org. Hello, my name is Bill Mertz. My wife Liz and I own Master Tech Auto Repair in Plano. We're proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Master Tech is a full-service auto repair. From oil changes to complete engine replacement, our transmission service. We're located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. All right, we're back. Final segment here of the Good News Show. It's 12 minutes before the top of the hour, and uh, thanks for joining us. This Saturday, fun event, February 6th from 7 to 9 p.m. It's a virtual big quiz trivia night. Actually, that's not what it's called. It's called In My Shoes Annual Trivia Night Fundraiser. And uh, to talk about this and also In My Shoes is Maria Puccini, the executive director of In My Shoes. Their website is liveinmyshoes.org. Maria, good afternoon. Thanks for being on with us. Hey, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing? Good, good. I remember talking to you in the very, very early days. You came into our studio and talked about the plans and Boy, you guys have been going now for several years. Uh, but before we talk about the, the event this Saturday, do you want to just kind of give an, uh, a general update on how things are going with you guys? Yeah, so um, in September we celebrated being open for three years. So that was a really great milestone for us. And just at the end of the year, we have now housed uh, over 55 moms, or wow. right at 56 moms who have lived here, stayed here um, during their pregnancy, and um, many of them beyond. So, um, yeah, it's some, some great milestones that we've reached over the last few months. Yeah, I'm just reading this, in case people are not familiar with your mission. Uh, you provide a safe, welcoming community for women who are pregnant and homeless, 
or at risk of homelessness. You empower women to learn and develop the life, job, and parenting skills necessary to live a healthy and complete life for the good of themselves yeah. and for their babies. And, of course, the proceeds for this week, this Saturday's uh, trivia night, are, are going to go towards that. It must be so gratifying and so encouraging to see somebody come in at a, you know, you know, a really, really, really challenging time of their life and then see them get on their feet. And by the time you're able, they're able to leave you, they're, they're, they're a different person, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I wanted to do this work is because I saw that. I saw how this type of home um, with a supportive community that comes alongside the woman during her pregnancy is completely transformative for her. I mean, and I hear it all the time, the moms who will come to me and say, you know, I, I got my GED or I was able to save money for my first car or I, you know, because of this place, I was able to keep my baby. And it's definitely hearing things like that, that, that keep us going and that keep us, you know, understanding that this is just such an important part um, of now of our community and for these women's lives that they have this opportunity to transform for themselves and, you know, for their baby's life. And, and that can affect the baby and their family for generations. Yeah. Let's talk about the event. This uh, I, I have not mentioned this to my wife yet, but I would love to do this myself. If we're available, I'm going to round up my, my daughters and my wife, and we're going to form a team if, uh, if, if I'm not, if we're, I don't know if we have plans or not, but, okay. uh, but yeah, yeah. And, and Sissel, we're trying to get Sissel to sign up as well. She said she's either, either <laughs> when it comes to trivia, she's either really good or really bad. And so, yeah. <laughs> Can you give us like a preview of what kind of trivia we're talking about? <laughs> What kind of questions are there? Yes. Yeah, so we always do a wide range of questions. Um, we're using this company. It's called Big Quiz Thing, and they, they put together a lot of questions. So you're going to have different, like, pop culture, history, geography. Um, we have some mission-focused questions, too, specifically about In My Shoes and what we do. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's always a wide range. Music, um, art all that kind of stuff that usually gets interwoven in. Yeah, so you really can't like cram for this. You got to, I mean, you Man. might go, you might go, to, go to the In My Shoes website and you can, you can study it all. Study up on that. But all right, so yeah. is this the first time you've done it virtually or how will that be different? Because I know that you have done this in person, right? Yeah, so you normally last year we had 400 people. We were at Frontiers of Flight. It was a lot of fun. Um, this year is going to be virtual, so yeah, it'll be two two hours, and it'll be the the trivia and some uh, videos and such that we're going to present, so you get to learn about the mission some more. Um, I'm excited about it. At first, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> I just love huh. it being virtual. I love being around people, but I'm so excited now because I have some family in Cincinnati that are participating, friends in St. Louis and Houston, and. So there's people from all over who are going to be participating, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah, t- tell us about, you know, what people do. I know it says here two options for tickets available. Uh, what does it cost? How big can the groups be? Those kind of details. Yeah, so we have two ticket prices, and it's kind of just honor system. Um, so if you are a small household, about two to four people, then um, it's $200. And if you are... If you feel so inclined and feel comfortable inviting some people over to your house um, and you're thinking you'll have a team of about 10 people, then that'll be $500 for the evening. 
Okay, I'm trying to think of any like really smart and, people in my neighborhood right, that I can invite pick, over. You yeah, pick your friends. This is where the true <laughs> test of friendship comes out. Yeah. Who do you think is smarter? Now, let me ask you this, Maria. We, yeah, you we, might want to send a quiz. We had, we had a similar <laughs> event like this at our parish one time, and we were smart because we had some younger people, like high school, and then we had older mm-hmm. an older gentleman in our group, and it tended to be better because we, you know, rather than having, you know, Four people of the exact same age is is there a mm-hmm. are there is that a good strategy is to have a, a lot of different ages and interests that kind of thing? Yeah, I think so. I'm thinking back to the teams that have won, and I think that most of them in the past have been like multi generational. So yeah. they have all kinds of different, and, and the questions are are that. So yeah, I I think that's a good uh, strategy there, Dave. Okay. <laughs> are there prizes, or is it just the the fact that you're helping in my shoes, or or what what does the winner or the runner up get? <laughs> well, that is um, of course the the benefit of helping in my shoes, but we do have some prizes. So um, first team, uh, it gets some Amazon gift cards, and then we have some some wine packages for second and third teams. So, um, yeah, top three teams get prizes and, and bragging rights. And <laughs> the and you said you had, uh, what did you say, 400 people at the uh, Frontiers of Fine Museum. Uh, do you have any mm-hmm. sense? I know this is, you still got, the, probably this last week you'll get a lot of signups. Uh, uh, any idea of how many people will be participating yet? Yeah, I don't, I don't know quite off the top of my head. I think the last I looked, we weren't quite at 400 yet, but we were still getting some, some participants in. After this broadcast, so. boy, I'll tell you. you, you <laughs> well, Dave's going to single-handedly <laughs> sign about 10 people, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to get uh, Cicel's well, credit card and sign her up for that, that, that $500 level. Uh, the most important question is, are they multiple choice answers on the trivia? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, question. I think are. I think yeah. they are yes. because the way that it works <laughs> is that you um, it'll be a, a, a Zoom link and then um, you use your mobile device and get on a website um, and enter in your team name and enter in all your answers that way. So cool. I think a lot of them are multiple choice because of that. Awesome. Anything specific that the yeah. money, the proceeds will go towards that you guys need for uh, your mission? Oh, yeah. Well, I think mostly, you know, our general operations for the year. So um, it costs us about $2,000 a month per mom and baby to house her and provide um, not only the safe place for her to live, but counseling and um, bus passes and different things that that we help her with while she's here, Um, groceries, all of those things. So um, everything helps um, as we continue to raise funds to support these mamas and babies. All right, so people just need to go to liveinmyshoes.org, and they can register there, right? Yes, liveinmyshoes.org and forward slash events. There's an event tab on there, and that's where all the information is. All right. Uh, anything else you all need? And you I- need volunteers? or Of course, funds are always appreciated. Anything else uh, offhand that people can do uh, to help you out? Yeah, next. Um, so trivia night this Saturday. Next Saturday will be our... Uh, service Saturday, so the third Saturday of every month, I guess in a couple weeks then, third Saturday of every month is our service Saturday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Here at the house, we deep clean and do yard work, so we're always looking for helpful souls for that. All right, very good. Maria, thanks for uh, spending some time with us. I want to thank also Leah Givens, one of your volunteers. She's the one that reached out to us yeah. and uh, gave us uh, the flyer, and so Leah, if you're listening, thank you for reaching out and uh, being the 
the catalyst uh, for this interview. Uh, Maria, thanks so much. Yeah, God bless absolutely. you. Hope you get a lot of more sign-ups. LiveInMyShoes.org. Uh, it's uh, In My Shoes uh, tri- annual trivia uh, fundraiser uh, this Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m., February 6th. Go to LiveInMyShoes.org. Thanks, Maria. Great. Thanks, Dave. Okay, thanks so much. And that brings us to an end to our program, so we covered a lot of ground today. Uh, CatholicFoundation.com for the end of life seminar, liveinmyshoes.org uh, for the trivia night, uh, to be a wrangler, uh, <laughs> KTH at grnonline.com. And you must write in a Texas accent when you email. <laughs> yes. Don't know how you do that. How do, but... you, how do you do that? <laughs> All right, so thanks, Sissel. Uh, Olivia's already back working and processing our credit cards, and so we hopefully we'll see many of you out at the parishes this weekend that we mentioned, and uh, thank you for your support of Guadalupe Radio Network and the car raffle and everything else. We'll see you next Monday for the next Good News Show. And uh, thanks for listening. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. The afternoon plus the latest weekend programming. You can find it all at Spotify. Spotify.